Hey, here's a little background info. This is the second part of the first part about photography. The first part's the intro, how we got to where we got. Also, this is the third time recording this because we keep screwing this up. So Our memories are failing yeah, us slowly, and listen, I don't remember the chronological order. Mental degradation is a real thing. So if you have an old person in your life, please call them and tell them that you love them. And feed them omega-369s. Yeah, give them fish oil. They're going to have <laughs> nasty burps, but... Tell them that you love them on the daily because they won't remember the next day. So, so, so we are now here it is the meat and potatoes. Here's the stories. Uh, you want to start with Joyce? Let's start with Joyce. Hey, but I think you should go back to Joyce, Joyce, like years ago. Because remember when we first looked up at the sky? Yes. Okay. 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 So we go to this place every Christmas. No, don't make it seem like it's a tradition. We've it is done it now. Once. We've done it once. And we're doing it again. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we go to Joyce. We're not going to say where in Joyce, uh, obviously for privacy reasons. But we, my husband and I have seen the Milky Way once in our life. Like really viewable. And we were on our way to Kansas. Kansas. For middle something. of nowhere. Gorgeous. If you've never seen the Milky Way, please Put it on your bucket list. It is unbelievable if you get to a um, dark place where the light pollution isn't overwhelming to your eyes. There's literally an app that can tell you where to go. So I'm going to try and speed through this. We are in this beautiful cabin right by the Salish Sea. I can't make this up. We're probably, what, 10 feet from the water? Yeah, right on the water. And it's snowing outside. Washington was having this massive snowstorm. And we happen to have these two cats that were resident mousers. barn, Barn kids. And they were hanging off the screen window and they're just like rattling the screen trying to get into the cabin because they know that people will let them into the cabins. But they were tearing off the screen. So we had to open the window to take the screen off so we weren't charged for it. And when I looked out the window, I looked up and I told my husband, oh my gosh, got the girls. I said, we need to get outside right now. And we look outside and we look up in the most insanely clear sky and it had been raining for yeah it was like super cloudy like months the whole time yeah and and then like just broke free all of a sudden super clear and there we are looking at the milky way and then to top that off we had this magical not even just a shooting star but a fireball yeah that went across the sky and it just completely made our christmas eve into christmas morning night um so that's where the milky way started fast forward we're getting really into the photography, and I bought a new astrophotography lens. Astrophotography is the art of taking pictures of the stars and stellar things, and you can't really get that here in Washington because it's always cloudy. But I went to Glaciers, again, that camera store that I love, and I bought a used uh, wide-angle lens with a low enough aperture to be able to bring that light in. And we called up the people that we stayed um, we stayed at, Uh, over that Christmas holiday, and we asked if we can go down to the beachfront because there was supposed to be the Northern Lights. This is not an easy thing to do because it's two hours away, it's never guaranteed to happen, and you never know what Washington skies are going to do, whether it's going to be raining, cloudy, or whatnot. So we we go to Joyce, and it fizzles out. You have to watch for the numbers, and it's, again, it's unpredictable. So that was a fail. So we were up there until probably midnight. Yeah, 11 something. We gave up. We packed it up. We came home. And I think we got home around like 3 in the morning. And I was really let down. So fast forward a couple nights later, I get off of work. And it's 2 in the morning. I just got done running an anesthesia on this case. Um, 
And I was exhausted. I did six hours of anesthesia that day. And I go to my car to see that my friend dropped a pin of a location with the note, get here now. And I freaked out. I'm like, it's two in the morning. Are you okay? Where's your body? (laughs) And by the time I got out there, I realized that she was trying to tell me that the Northern Lights were happening and you could see them from an area that was approximately 30 minutes from my house. So long story made short, I got to her location, helped her get set up with her camera, drove another 30 minutes home, grabbed my camera, drove another 30 minutes back. And at that point, the Northern Lights peaked like nothing I have ever seen. It was the most clear, beautiful night. You got the yellows, the greens, the purples, the blues peeking over just this beautiful mountainous region with the waterfront. It was so bright, you can see the reflection of the Northern Lights in the water. And I drove home that night teary-eyed because it had taken me almost 40 years to see that. Yeah, and I and I was sound asleep. You had, you came <laughs> you came home and you're like, "Hey, hey, do you want to go?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, I was because I had work still, so." I was kind of mad because I had called you like 50 times asking you to just throw my camera gear together and I couldn't get you to wake up. Yeah, cuz it was 2 o'clock in the morning. Right? Um so that was a uh, that was interesting because the whole but once you had the astrophotography that led into uh, uh, other other adventures. One of them was remember Rainier. Yep. So let's talk about Rainier. Um, we went up to Sunrise. Also, hang on real quick. Also, the audience needs to know that you have a thing for Rainier. You have a thing for uh, because we went to we've seen most of the volcanoes here, and Rainier is definitely the coolest looking one. Paradise. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we went to Mount Rainier, and we stayed on a service road, which is on a trail. For those of you who think that we are off trail, we were clearly on a trail, and we are very committed to uh, leave no trace. So we got everything set up. We were waiting for the sun to go down and we use an app to kind of it. You line your phone up and it's almost like you're taking a picture. Yeah. Augmented reality. Yep. And you can kind of move the fake stars to see exactly where they're going to be at what time. And so we knew that the Milky Way was going to be right over Rainier at about midnight. And that was pretty cool. We um, we had to fight off angry mosquitoes. Giant mosquitoes. Giant. And not only that, but being in a very low light pollution area after dark is mildly, okay, not mildly, extremely terrifying, (laughs) at least for me. And people are like, oh, the mountain lions there, they don't really bother you. And I'm like, excuse me, mountain lions? So dragging the kids along too, they're really kind of over it. But I think they're going to remember these moments when they get older. As we were laying down (laughs) in the gravel, we were all laying down in the gravel, just looking up at the stars, just an unbelievable family moment. And, um, we were talking about, uh, Oh God, what is it? Starlink. Yeah. And I was telling my husband about how the Facebook pages, people have been talking about seeing UFOs and it was actually Starlink. And as soon as I told him that we looked up into our right and there it was. So that was pretty cool. But the Milky Way kind of did its thing. We got some amazing pictures. That was my first time trying to stack images. Uh, So basically, you take a picture as the sun is going down. So your foreground is lit up. And then you wait until it gets super dark. And then your foreground becomes a silhouette at night. And your camera really picks up the Milky Way. And then you stack those images so that you have a clear foreground that kind of blends into the Milky Way. 
So that was pretty cool. And then we saw a giant spider the size of... Yeah, on the ugh, road that we were laying in. So gross and, and huge. And we were all bundled up. And, and we were bundled up. And we like had our hoodies on. And like the hoods tied tight. Because the mosquitoes were the size of small children. Which was the episode that we had... Um, when was the condensation ruining our lives? That was Rainier. That was yeah. the first time. So... It was actually still fairly warm at that point, kind of summertime, if I remember correctly. And when the sun goes down and it gets really cold really fast, water accumulation happens on your lens and it makes your life miserable. So we had to buy hand warmers to wrap around the lens to prevent that from happening. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember that like every time we do one of these things, we we learn something uh, where we... Uh, because we didn't know, because we just left it uncapped, because we were waiting for the Milky Way, or the Earth to turn to a certain point, so the Milky Way would be over uh, Rainier, so we were just chilling with the cap off, and then you had taken a photo or something, and, or I was trying to light something up with my flashlight, and we're like, God, it looks awful. What's the deal? And then we realize that there's all this condensation on the lens. And we're like, oh, my God. And, of course, we didn't and we didn't have nothing to wipe it with. And yeah, wasn't you, that random dude who, like, gave you a wipe? Oh, no, that was Ruby. That was Ruby Beach. That was Ruby. But yeah. we had uh, but yeah, we had nothing to wipe the lens off with. And we weren't trying to scratch the lens. But then we couldn't get the condensation to stop. And, I was using my we sweater. Were, <laughs> and we were freaking out. And uh, that was one, like, another lesson we had to learn about the hand warmers to get you know, to wrap around your lens to keep it from, you know, getting that condensation. And and then I also bought some, like, some portable lens wipes just so we had something soft to wipe the lens off. But, you know, like, every time we go out, we go out ill-prepared, and our kids are mad, and it's late, and they, <laughs> everybody just wants to go to sleep. and, and uh, Except for me. I want to yeah, stay out all night. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, so that, that was Rainier. Also, there was a cabin at Rainier you got some photos of. I'm trying to remember, because we went to Rainier twice, didn't we? Or was it just once? Uh, for Milky Way, no, it was just once. Just once? It was just once. When we went the first time, it was for landscape photography. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I rented that lens. So, Wait, um, what? Yeah, I rented the lens. Remember, it was uh, like a 17 to... Yeah, from lens rental. Yeah, that you kept swapping out. But mm -hmm. didn't we stay that night to do... No, we came back. What? Yeah, we totally came back. I don't remember. Which was the time that we... Which was the time that we went? Stayed in line. Remember we were in that line for like three hours? That was that, was, that, that was landscape. Oh, okay. That was like as I was getting COVID and I was getting ready to like puke in the car and I had no idea that I was getting COVID. Okay. That was awful. Okay, next on the docket. So the next trip we have is Ruby Beach, which was also Milky Way. We had wanted to go to the Pacific Northwest to kind of check out the coast. And um, this was a really cool surprise. Because I had always wanted to see the sea stacks, and I thought, how cool would that be to get the Milky Way over the sea stacks? But we got something else that was completely unexpected. So as I'm photographing, again, we're waiting for the Milky Way to kind of, you know, come up to the sea stack. I don't like it when it's directly over the object. I like it just to the left or the right. I think it balances the image better. But my daughter freaks out. She goes, Mom, Mom. You remember this? Avery was like... Yeah, because she saw it. she saw it in California, so she knew what it was. She was like, "Mom, the water is glowing and sparkly," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's the bioluminescence!" And I was like, "That is so cool!" And we're looking, and I I stopped, and I'm like, "I'm doing eight second exposures here because we couldn't see it with the naked eye. 
Remember? Yeah, she only could see it like when she was like digging in the sand and stuff like that. But what we don't see with our eye, the camera can pick up because it it's almost like if you consider the camera as an eye, its pupil can open up wider. Okay, that's your aperture. And if you consider a camera having a pupil, that's kind of what an aperture is. Just imagine a pupil opening way up and it allows more light in. So it was able to capture the bioluminescence that we weren't seeing with our naked eye. So when I looked back through the images, I got the Milky Way with the sea stacks at Ruby Beach with the bioluminescence. And I was so incredibly surprised and happy with that. You remember we got lost too, going back to the car for like a little bit? And I was freaking out because it was super dark and it was cold. Yeah, because we didn't even plan on staying there, right? We didn't. You actually were an enabler. Yep, here we go again. He was like, do you want to stay for the Milky Way? And I'm like, sir, yes. Is that okay? The uh, Yeah, because it was kind of a hike down there and you had to like tromp through all those sticks and stuff and... It was uh, it was easy to get lost. If you had not been with us, I don't think we would have found our way back to the parking lot. I was actually mildly panicking that we weren't going to find our way out. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then the dude, there was also some dude who had this ginormous, uh, super, like, what was it? He had, like, a giant spotlight, and he was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's pretty much just all black there and then all of a sudden out of nowhere this giant dude with like a like a 10 million candle power spotlight came out of nowhere and he was flashing this light right when you were trying to get your exposures it was which, like gotham city with like the batman yeah, exactly. signal but he actually like kind of made your photo look cool on the side of the i C-stack. was really happy with yeah, that that turned out pretty cool yeah uh, what do we got next? <laughs> the failed attempt was... of choice. Okay. <laughs> was, but wait, that was, well, that was supposed to be Northern, Northern Lights, Lights again. again. Yeah. So we got, <laughs> we got another alert. Um, I believe this was back in, gosh. It was cold. It was so cold. So, okay. So here's the thing. We've always wanted to do tent camping, but we've never done it. And I'm not opposed to doing it again. I just think the conditions were really bad. I gotta speak fast because we're only we're almost up to fifteen. Minutes. I don't know if we have a limit. These people we got. As okay, long as it I takes. thought it cuts off at twenty. No, no, no. I just try to. Oh. Keep, I try to keep it short because I'm sure these people get tired of listening to me gab. But no, we got time. Here I am talking like I'm trying to auction off something. No, hundred dollars, hundred dollars. Right here, hundred fifty. No, you got time. Go ahead. Okay, so we got a notification that the northern lights were going to happen again at Joyce. Can you tell I love this place? Um, and so we called them up. We said, hey. It's me. No, no, that was. I thought that was the time that we, we were gonna tent camp anyways. Yeah, we did. Um, but I was trying to get a hold of them and to be like, hey, we're coming back down. And we remember we weren't getting a confirmation email because yes. it said it took twenty four hours. We booked this tent site. It was thirty bucks. We run to Big Five. We get all this tent stuff. We look at our sleeping bags to make sure that they're gonna be warm enough. We knew we were gonna be by the Salish Sea and it was gonna be much colder. And we had everything. We packed it up to go, and off off we went. It took us maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, definitely. This was a, a wild, off-the-cuff, just, you know, being silly. So we get down there, and again, the numbers fizzle. And we were down there at, like, midnight. I don't want to talk about, like, the, the other stuff that went down. I want to try and keep this, you know, separate. Well, you but don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that because that's... Like, induce panic. <laughs> but it got so unbelievably cold that I basically uh, had a panic attack. 
and I could not get myself out of that. And so before the sun came up, I mean, it was what, five in the morning? Yeah, it was very early. I told my husband, I'm like, get up, pack the, pack the, pack the tent. It is so cold. I can't do this. I was freaking out about the kids. Um, I got a pretty cool uh, picture of one of the boats that kind of adorns their whole campsite, which is really neat. And I got the tail end of the Milky Way. It's nothing like spectacular, but I believe the Seven Sisters uh, constellation is above it, which is pretty neat. Um, So, I mean, like, you know, you're not going to get them all. And it's funny, the times that I've chased the Northern Lights, every single one of them has been a fail, except for the night that my friend dropped that pen. And it's almost like it was way too easy. Yeah, you got spoiled. I got very spoiled. And then we went up to Baker. That's another nighttime. It seems like we're sticking to nighttime here. <laughs> nighttime in the woods with low light pollution. Again, terrifying. Oh, we got to make sure we tell them about... What was the one where we were trying to do the astrophotography outside of... We, remember we stayed in that cabin uh, outside of Rainier? And then remember we went up the street under those power poles... And it was so dark. Oh, my God. And the bugs yes, that were like what, the size what, of Texas. Yes. What was that so That was one? Mount St. Helens. Oh, yeah. That was Mount right. St. Helens. Okay. <laughs> let's, we're going to backtrack. So this is before I had my lens. And I was an idiot because I'm using my 150 to 600 millimeter. And the F-stops, I believe it's a 5.4, 5.6. So the aperture, the pupil, if you will, does not open up wide enough to take great astrophotography shots okay and so i was just trying it out and then i swapped lenses the one that i rented you remember i had that one for mount st helens and mount st helens was behind the clouds the entire freaking time wait so did we go from mount st helens to rainier how did we i'm so we went mount st helens to the ape caves and then we're like well let's rent this a little bit longer and go back to rainier Okay. That's what happened. So we pulled off somewhere near the ape caves. I can't remember what the little town was called. And we were trying we were trying to get like astro shots and it was not working. And we were underneath these like buzzing power lines. And I'm telling you, these bugs were probably like four or five inches big. Remember? Yeah, they were big bugs. They were huge. I don't even know what they were. And we knew that there were like bats. Because the the ape caves mm-hmm. house the bats, so I just I was thinking rabies and mountain lions and death, and it was so. And we were dark. on the side of a friggin' freeway, and it Literally. was so dark, so black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go forward to Mount Baker because this one is pretty funny too. Fall foliage, uh, apparently one of those epic moon nights. I don't remember what it was called. The blue, not blue moon, red moon, buck moon, moon, something like that. I don't Taco even know. Moon. And we get up to Mount Baker, and it is just completely hazy from all of the fires. So astrophotography is completely out of the question. The foliage was – it wasn't even magnificent colors. Everything looked like it had been burnt or it was dying. So that was a pretty massive epic fail, I think. Um, Everything that I posted as far as my foliage shots, I really had to kind of like emphasize in Photoshop to kind of make it look prettier. But – I think that's the one trip that I kind of wish that we didn't do. Yeah, the cabin we stayed in was pretty nice. But it, it was. was just, uh, 
not what we not what we anticipated because all almost all of these the places that we went to that needed to be that dark are at least two hours away like everything's like two three hours away so you can't in order to get these epic shots you got to spend all this time driving and sometimes when you do all that driving and then it fizzles out you're like wah, wah, you and know. it's very frustrating yeah but it was a good time though nonetheless I want to talk. Do we have um, any more nighttime? No more nighttime stuff. No more astrophotography stuff that I can see in my feed. I mean, I've got some moon shots and stuff, but I the last thing I want to talk about are the owls. Um, the last? No eagles? We could talk about eagles, but I want to talk about owls okay. because Sam is the best person to, oh, to go owling with. Don't no, do you that. are. You are. <laughs> you make it so much fun. So, true story, anytime I've taken my photographer friends to try and find the owl, we can't find him. It, like, gone. And we've named him Mocha. Mocha is a barred owl. Um, they're, they're really cool. And it's one of those things that you usually don't see them until they, you're right there. And they're about the size of a football. And they're pretty low. They're about 10 to 15 feet up usually. But the last time Sam went with me, this guy was, what, 30, 40 yeah, feet up? Yeah, he was way up there. And I had tried to find him like the day before, and the coolest thing ever happened to me. I have never heard an owl vocalize with their hoots before. And these guys have a, like, I'm not going to do it, but it's a who cooks for you, who cooks for you is what they describe it as. And I heard him do it in the middle of the day, and I just like, I stopped. Mid-tracks, gasped, couldn't find him. So we went back the next day, same area that I heard him, and we looked up, and I just happened to see this like lump of what looked like feathers, and he was perched way up on a tree. And of course, like I'm an ethical photographer, but my husband can't help himself, but he starts talking to Mocha, asking him to come down off of his perch, and it's hysterical. I'm not going to go into details, but um, we ended up leaving because the light was getting, you know, it was daylight savings time, so... Obviously, we've had the time change and the sun sets. And once the sun sets, you have to get out of the forest before it gets dark. Otherwise, I will panic. Um, so we ended up getting out of there. And the, the fun part about this is when my friends ask me, hey, take me to where the owls are. I want to see an owl. Like, Sam, you know it's not that easy. Right? Yeah, it's definitely not that easy. You're looking for a football in, what would you say that is, a mile by one mile of forest oh it's a it's a lot and the thing that sucks the most is they look like trees so you're looking at trees looking for a thing that looks like a tree in the trees and then we had the short-eared owls that we had to drive to mount vernon rough area don't go to mount vernon you won't find them if you go to mount vernon but rough area and this was pretty cool to see the short-eared owls uh, so I have seen three owls in my life in the wild. I've seen great horned, both fledgling and full grown, uh, the barred owls, and then the short-eared. And the short-eared owls are, it's one of the last pictures that I took. Um, <laughs> and that was two hours and 20 minutes to get up there. Yeah, another trick. Yeah, so this has been mileage and packing and full day excursions. And a lot of the time we we don't stay in a hotel to you know, make our lives easier. We usually just end up coming right back and it's very exhausting, but we've had some pretty amazing adventures. What do you think is your favorite one? 
I would say any of the times where we thought we were going to die, those are usually pretty good ones. You know, in the middle of the dark or getting eaten alive by bugs, eating out of, you know, eating camping meals out of the back of the car, freezing, mm-hmm. kids whining. Uh, I think those will definitely be the most memorable uh, just because uh, you'd be and driving around like a crazy person trying to find a spot and trying to get that shot, but there's somebody in the way and I think they'll definitely all be good memories looking back, you know? Yeah, don't even get me started with the or- the orcas and the boats because that's one other shot that I would love to get. They're, with the orcas, it is so hard to get a clear shot of them without a curious boater going right up to them and it just ruins the shot. The boaters either get them to dive and they can dive upwards of 20 minutes. So you could be waiting on the side of the beach in gale force winds and rain and snow, shivering, and it takes one person to get them to dive and they go right past you. So that one is probably the most frustrating. Whale watching tours are much nicer because they they can literally follow them from a safe, ethical distance, but you don't get that opportunity when you shoot from land. And that's a lot of what I do. I think that's it. That's it. You don't want to talk about eagles or? Oh, yeah, the eagles. Once a year in an unlo- unknown location that I am not going to specify, um, we have a gathering of photographers that we call the Eagle Paparazzi. And I was turned on to this uh, fairly recently from a friend who informed me about it. And I said, there's no way I'm going to go do this because I don't want to have to fight other photographers for a location or a spot. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. So eagles, pretty majestic birds, and I will never forget the first time I saw one right next to me, and I veered off the side of the road, parked really quick, grabbed my original camera that I was still shooting with, and happened to get a pretty epic shot, Um, but nothing compared to this magical place that we see them every single year, because at one time, I swear there were upwards of 36 eagles just flying around. And it's beautiful to see them vocalize. They will lock talons in midair and do Cirque du Soleil flippy-doos in the air and fight over fish and teach their fledglings how to hunt and how to eat. And they're just, they're, they're bullies. Yeah, Eagles are kind of jerks. Um, you have the great blue herons that will catch fish out of the water and eagles will straight up come at them and steal the fish from them. Um, yeah, they're pretty majestic, but... I've spent hours and hours and I mean, sometimes I would drive one way there, one way back twice a day. So two hours and I would, I would go in the morning before, before the tide got low and I would watch them and they would do their thing. Then I would go home and I would come back again before uh, low tide for a second time and to just be able to watch them for hours on end and they'll fly right over you. They'll fly past you. They'll vocalize their they're majestic. Hmm. They're they're really majestic. I mean, you've seen them. Yeah, no, they're definitely um, very, uh, very majestic, especially when they're sitting up in the tree all perched up looking, you know, like, you know, America. Um, <laughs> but you can never be ready for the shots, too. Like, it's the one time that you put your camera down to change a battery or the one time you go to look at a shot that you took, and that's when something crazy happens. So this year, I think... I'm just going to focus on being ready at all times if I do the eagle thing again, rather than focusing on, you know, what did, what did my last image look like? So, and I'm going to be more selective about the shots that I take too. 
Because I think on my worst day, it was like, what, 800 photos? (laughs) (laughs) What else? I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. So we got Eagles. And there's like, I really encourage everybody to check out her Instagram. Because there's a lot of uh, birds in there. Kingfisher, Blue Heron, uh, the owls. Mergansers, ravens. Yeah. Um, Crabs. You got any stellar jays in there? No, I have um, pileated woodpeckers. Yeah. I, I want to get a stellar jay, but they're they're jerks. Yeah, they're hard to get. Woodpeckers, flowers, all kinds of cool stuff. So check out the check out the Instagram uh, Emerald Waters Photography, uh, Emerald underscore Waters underscore Photography. Um, give her a like, give her a subscribe, or whatever you do on Instagram. I would love Follow. a comment. Yeah, I honestly, guys, this takes hours and hours, and this is all that I do. It'd be really nice if somebody goes, "Hey, I really like this for this reason," or "Hey, I listened to your podcast. Cool shot." Just hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So um, that's it. It's a. Uh, it's one of those things that we've had a, a lot of crazy adventures. We've definitely put lots of miles on the car driving around but it's definitely been worth it uh we're definitely going to laugh about almost freezing to death uh you know years from now it was so bad <laughs> it's uh, so between freezing to death being eaten alive by bugs and then you know maybe or maybe not being you know what's that growling in the trees you know so there's a <laughs> there's there's always been uh you know lock the car you know make sure they don't eat the kids but they uh there's gonna definitely be some good good adventures that we'll look back at one point and uh and laugh about but it's uh it's never been a dull moment with the photography there's never even though we complain about shooting pictures of people and how people suck there's definitely not been a dull moment though with taking uh you'd think wildlife is pretty tame but it it uh, it has its uh it has its moments for sure but and don't get me started on the squirrels in the backyard that i'm trying to hand feed yeah yeah yeah. one of them almost took a nut for me today so we're getting there we're getting there uh, chonky chonky's gonna be part of the sir family. chonk sir chonks a lot will be part of the family uh very soon uh i think that's it hopefully you know the next time uh maybe next time soon you'll see my wife in a ghillie suit hiding in a tree somewhere. oh it's gonna happen yeah hiding in a tree trying to get that epic shot but we will always be uh photographing something so uh, stay tuned we'll have more stories soon and like i said check out the instagram you know, throw some likes and and, you know, follow along because there will always be adding more to the, the docket of photos. So I think that's it. Uh, check out the website, manthemanipulator.com. I will, ha- again, have my wife's uh, Instagram posted there. And um, Thanks you know, for listening, guys. Yeah, uh, post any it. comments. Tell us which pictures are your favorite. Um, again, we're always open to uh, episode topics. Whatever you want, just uh, hit me up at work or, you know, on the website, manthemanipulator.com. And we will keep cranking out the episodes. And uh, we appreciate your time for listening. Happy holidays. Peace.